everybody for joining. Um, and hopefully everyone's staying safe. Obviously, it's uh, very crazy times out there. And so when you have these types of crises, a lot of times you have changes to rules that you wouldn't have expected. Um, so today we're going to be we're going to do the first of two webinars that talk about some of the relief under the recent legislation in response to the coronavirus, specifically as it relates to solo 401k plans. So today's topic is going to be talking about that relief under uh, with, with respect to 401k loans. Tomorrow at this same time, we're going to be doing a presentation that talks about additional relief under the act, which applies to distributions and a, and a couple other related topics. So um, this is going to be this is recorded. It's going to be posted later. Um, you know, let's connect. So please subscribe, ask questions here live in the webinar or you can email me after. Um, please subscribe for more videos like this as well. So, um, so let's jump into it. So let's see. So what are the relief provisions for loans? So you've got um, increased maximum amount of 401k loans. So you can go all the way up to 100,000. We're gonna talk about the details here in a moment, but at a high level, you've got a higher maximum 401k loan amount. The other type of relief with respect to the to 401k loans is suspensions of 401k loan payments. So payments are gonna be suspended until next year. So we'll talk about some of those details here in a moment too. So the starting point, some folks wanna jump ahead and I mean, sometimes when you think about it, you think it just kind of applies to everybody, but really, if you look at the legislation, it really only applies to qualified individuals. So who gets relief? You got to be a qualified individual. So in order to qualify, there's different ways. First, if you are diagnosed with COVID-19 with a CDC approved test, you qualify. If your spouse or dependent also is diagnosed, and obviously if you are, I mean, you know, we really hope you get better and, um, and all that good stuff. But um, you would also have that if your spouse or dependent is diagnosed, then you would also qualify. And then the third category here is a little bit broader. Um, so you can, if you experience adverse financial consequences as a result of being quarantined, furloughed, laid off, having work hours reduced, um, being unable to work due to a lack of childcare, um, due to COVID-19 closing or reducing hours of a business op owned or operated by, by you. So um, obviously the economic impact here looks like it's, you know, it could be pretty bad. So this unfortunately may, you know, not be a difficult standard to meet. You don't have to, you know, submit this information to anybody to be able to take advantage of these, of the relief, but you do want to be cognizant of that and it would be prudent to document that in your files, right? So just in case there's ever any question down the road. All right, so um, what are the terms of, a new, of the new 401k loan? So let's put it into different categories. You've got um, somebody who hasn't taken a 401k loan and now they wanna take one under these new provisions. What are the terms? And then if you already have a 401k loan, what's the relief for you? So 
If you haven't taken a 401k loan before this, um, before this act came into place, you were limited to a maximum loan, not to exceed 50% of the balance of your, of your plan or $50,000. What the legislation does is it increases that maximum amount up to 100% of your balance, not to exceed $100,000. And I see so we've got some good questions. I appreciate you asking that. Let me go through these next two slides and then we'll circle back and we'll answer those. So you got a higher maximum loan amount. Thank you for asking those questions, by the way. So one thing to keep in mind here and a little nugget that may not be in some of the articles you're reading about, if you're reading about this, is that you do have to be cognizant of the multiple loan rules. So if you're going for, again, a new loan, but you've already taken a loan under your plan in the past, and if you had an outstanding balance on that prior loan, whether it currently is outstanding or it has been within the past 12 months, the highest outstanding balance, it needs to be, you need to subtract that 100,000 from whatever that highest outstanding balance is. So let me go through it just to illustrate it with a simple example. Let's say you had a previous loan and the highest outstanding balance, you paid it off, but the highest outstanding balance uh, 12 months ago was $10,000. And you've got $100,000 in your solo 401k account. So the most that you can borrow is gonna be $100,000 less that $10,000 balance from 12 months ago. Because that's because this these changes to the legislation don't change the multiple loan rules, so that's something to be cognizant of, cognizant of as you're analyzing how much you can borrow. Um, monthly or quarterly payments. It still has to be monthly or quarterly payments, equal payments of principal and interest. But what changes here is when that first payment is due. So you are not going to have to make a first payment until January of 2021 or if you're making quarterly payments it could be you know it's, it would be that whatever that first quarterly payment would be due in the first quarter of 2021 that would be your first payment and that's when the five-year term starts so it still has to be a five-year term but it doesn't start until january or the first quarter of 2021 or it could even be longer like if you're using the money to buy your primary residence um the interest rate still the same prime plus one or cd rate plus two and you're going to use the rate even though the first payment doesn't start till january you're not going to use the rate in january you're going to use the rate when you take the loan and then that leads us to the final bullet there is that the loan needs to be taken by september 23rd of 2020. so the way that the the act was written it says that these this higher loan amount only applies to loans that are taken within 180 days of when the law was enacted, which the law was enacted on March 27th, on Friday. And thanks again for those questions in the, in the live chat. I'll touch on those in one second. Let's go through the next slide here. And let's now talk about what happens if you have a current 401k loan. So can you stop making payments on that current 401k loan? And the answer is yes, the legislation does give relief there. So you can delay making payments um, for any payments that were due when the law was enacted, which was March 27th, all the way to the end of the year. So 
you're going to need to commence making those loan payments in January of 2021 or the first quarter of 2021 if your loan payments are due on a quarterly basis. And then that kind of begs the question, you know, what about the remaining payments? So let's say that you had, and let's say that your next payment was due April 15th of 2020. So under the first line there, so the ones that are going to be delayed, the payments that are going to be delayed are those that start on April 15th. So you would have to make your first payment now. That payment is going to be delayed until January 15th of 2021. Let's say you had 10 more payments to make on your loan. So now starting in January, you have 10 more payments to make. So all the payments get pushed back. Okay, so that's the relief. Um, please go ahead and announce your questions on the on the on the webinar here. But in the meantime, we'll start to go through the ones that came through the chat. So the first one here. So the payments. So I think we touched on that, but let's. Um, I think we're at. That's a great question. Who asked about the question is. Um, asking about what happens for the payments that are deferred until next year at what date is the next payment now due so if we're talking about a current 401k loan if your next payment is due in let's say april 20th and it's a monthly payment and you've got 15 more payments to go your next payment is now automatically suspended until you don't have to do anything so it's automatically suspended until January 20th of 21. And now you've got 15 more payments to go. What about payments for existing loans? Can those be deferred as well? Yes, exactly. You can defer those payments as well. And then for, as far as the, like, like we said on the prior slide there, as far as taking those a new loan, you're likewise not going to have to start making payments until, until next year. So that's part of the relief. So it's a um, it's a very nice program um, and uh, definitely provides some good relief, you know, has the potential to provide some good relief. OK, great. We got some more questions coming in. Thank you so much. So first question is, I can take a loan out of the 401k with the same loan term as the EDIL. So that's the um, I think that's refers to the SBA program, the emergency loan under the SBA program. So Taking this loan is not going to, or I should say the fact that you're taking as SBA emergency loan doesn't prevent you from taking this 401k loan. But the term is not necessarily going to, going to match that term. As a matter of fact, I'm, um, my understanding is those as the SBA emergency loan terms are actually going to be a little bit shorter than five years. Here, what change, the, the law is not changing the term of the 401k loan. It's still going to be five years unless you're using the proceeds to buy your primary residence. What changes though is how much you can take and when you when that term really starts. It doesn't start until next year. What's the interest rate on the loan? Well, it's going to be, it doesn't change. So it's just like it is now. So right now it's, it's prime plus 1% or you could use a CD rate. Like if you're taking a $50,000 loan or a $100,000 loan here, and it's a five-year term because you're not going to use the proceeds to buy your primary residence, you would look for a CD rate of $100,000 CD for five years, and then you could add two, 2%. 2 and, and the key point here is that it, even though the payments don't start until next year, 
use the interest rate of when you took the loan. So now, if you have an existing loan, does interest accumulate? Good question. So uh, the answer is yes. So you may have, a, uh, you could either spread that out over the over those payments that start next year, or you could just pay it at the end. As long as you're at least paying according to that payment schedule, you wanna continue to maintain the payment schedule starting next year, starting in January. If you have a current loan that was 50,000 initially, can you take, I think you I think we wanna ask, can you take another one? Can, yes. I think the question there, yeah, there it skipped to a second, uh, second chat. So yeah, thank you so much for all these questions, everyone. Please keep them coming. So yes, if you have a current loan that was 50,000 initially, so that's great, that's a great question. So that's really the where the multiple loan rules come into play. So it depends on what, the, the answer is yes, you can take another loan. Um, the question is how much? So you have, if you have 100,000 in your solo 401k account now, you have to reduce that $100,000 loan maximum by the highest outstanding balance over the prior 12 months of that prior loan. So whether you paid that other loan back or not, if, if you owed 50,000 on that loan within the prior 12 months, the most you can take under this program is gonna be just another 50 because it's 100 minus 50. Okay, make sure I get to all these great questions, thank you. So let's see, is there any documentation that we need to keep to notate the stopping of current loan payments until January, 2021? Uh, no, it happens automatically. Now you may want to, you know, put a reminder, just practical good practices, but nothing, there's no requirement. The payments are automatically suspended under the terms of the act. But yeah, like I said, you may want to put a reminder, just notate in your files that, hey, this, these payments are now due in January going forward. Okay. so. If you have two separate 401ks up to $100,000 each, employer and solo 401k, can you take a loan on both? Great question. So number one, yes, you can have two 401ks. You could have one, for example, to your day job, and then you could have a solo 401k. So um, the solo 401k, if you at least have 100,000, you could take a $100,000 loan. You know, you, get a, you don't have a prior loan, et cetera. If your employer, it technically under the rules, it's up to what your employer will allow, but I would anticipate that most employers are gonna allow this. So if you haven't taken a loan under your employer plan, then yes, you could go and get a loan and they'll allow it, et cetera. You could get another $100,000 loan under your employer plan. Now, typically you need to be currently employed by that employer. So if it's a former employer plan, that it's not gonna work. So if I currently have two loans, can I take a third loan? The answer is yes. Again, subject to those multiple loan rules where you have to reduce um, how much you have, you have to reduce the highest outstanding balance of those other loans over the prior 12 months to come up with how much you can take under this program. Okay, so thank you again so much for all these great questions. Is this for any 401k accounts or just solo 401k accounts? So it has to be allowed, you have to, you have, to have a 401k plan that allows you to take a loan. And then on top of that, the employer would have to be willing to go along with these new higher limits. But like we said in the last example, yes, you could do it from other 401k plans as well.
is the is the current 401k balance snapshot to a specific day? What if I make additional contributions during this time period? So the applicable balance is going to be the balance when you take the loan. So if you're able to make contributions, you know, because let's say that you are a sole proprietor and let's say you set up the plan prior to December 31st, 2019. Well, you're deadline to make 2019 contributions is your tax deadline. So if you're a sole proprietor, your tax deadline is typically April or April 15th. But under some of the separate relief that the IRS has given, your tax deadline date got extended out to July 15th. So you have more time to make that 2019 contribution. So yes, if you could make a contribution subject to those contribution limits, and then after the money clears, then you could take a loan under this program, provided that you do it before September 23rd. Okay, great question. Okay, so then if you have an existing loan, does the new amount borrowed up to $100,000 track at the same term as the initial, or is it a new five-year term? So if you have an existing, so if you're, you can take multiple loans under, so you could have the existing loan, which is gonna have its own five-year term, which now has been suspended until next year, right? Then you would you could take a second loan, reducing the amount of the second loan by the highest outstanding balance of the existing loan over the prior 12 months. And then the new term of the new loan is gonna be a new five-year term, which starts in say January, 2021, or the first quarter, if you decide to go with quarterly payments. So you're, now you're gonna have two separate payment schedules to keep track of. Can you help your customers with the appropriate documentation for these loans? Yes, absolutely. We're already doing that. As you can imagine, there's a lot of folks that are, um, so absolutely, that's part of our services. We do it for no additional charge. Can you send us a copy of your presentation as well? Certainly, yeah. Please just send me an email to george at mysolo401k.net and I'll send you a, um, a copy. This is gonna be posted on YouTube and we're gonna put it on our website as well. For the loan, do we do it online or call your office? Uh, you can do it online. You can call us. We're gonna. Um, you can send us an email. We just send you a quick um, email to capture the information. You know how much you want to take, things of that nature, so that then we can uh, generate those loan documents. If we do it within one business day. So, okay. If if I choose to use the CD rate plus two, may I choose any jumbo rate? So you want to use a rate that a CD rate that corresponds to the amount of the loan that you want to take in the term. So if you're doing a $50,000 loan, look for a $50,000 CD rate with a five-year term. If I choose to pay quarterly, would I be able to delay that first payment to March 31st, 2021? Great question. So um, really what's happening is the only payments that are being suspended are those that occur between when the law was enacted, March 27th, 2020, and December 31st of this year. So if you are gonna go on a quarterly payment schedule, whatever that first quarterly payment that would be due based on when you took the loan, if, it's, if the first quarterly payment would be due in January of 2021, you still gotta make that January 2021 payment. If the first quarterly payment was due in March, then you would do it in March or February. So it depends on when you take it, 
you know, this year. And then whatever that first quarterly payment is, you still got to make it. That first quarterly payment in January 2021 has not been suspended. So what is going to be the reporting requirements for taxes for 2020 in regards to the solo 401k, especially if we choose to defer payments until 2021? Okay, good question. So really, this is a loan that you're taking. So you don't have to report that as income. You don't have to pay income. You don't have to pay income taxes. You don't have to pay penalties. So taking a 401k loan is not a reportable event. And I mean, outside of reporting the balance, if you have to file a 5500EZ. But so really, this is not going to impact. There's not going to be any reporting that's required. So, yeah, another question for, yes, anyone got another question about getting a copy of the presentation? I'm more than happy to do that. Please just send me an email to george at mysolo401k.net and I'll send you a copy. Primary residence. Does primary residence have to be an existing structure? Can it also be a vacant land in which we choose to build our primary residence? So um, the answer is no, because you really want to read that rule strictly. So you the the what allows you to have a longer term than five years is the rule that says you're using the money to buy your primary residence buying land on which you will build your primary residence is different so if you're just buying the land that would be a five-year term because you're not going to just live on the land of course is there any other documentation needed besides the documentation you provide once we contact you Example, do we need a promissory note? No, we provide all the documentation, the payment schedule, et cetera, et cetera, all the loan documents. So it's a full service. How do I use my contribution to calculate my paycheck protection program if I made the full contribution at the end of the year? Great question. Um, so, and I know that we had to kind of limit the scope here of this uh, presentation to really the relief with respect to retirement plans. Um, and so I don't want to give you bad information, but it, um, you would, what you want to probably do is contact the bank that you're working with. But generally speaking, you my understanding is you that um, payroll costs under that payroll protection program would include 401k contributions, for example, that you might be receiving. So 